Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.fbcottawa.org. What does one do? What does God do when the world is a mess? When things are not a going according to plan when there's suffering and pandemic and war and when unexplained events happen and unexplained tragedies, what does God do? Well, in the Scripture passages this morning, we have a rather grand response. We have all the way from that most holy scene of turn around and take off your shoes, Moses. This is the divine name, burning bush, call of Moses, encounter with God, all the way to a story that Jesus tells about a gardener spreading a little manure around a fig tree that won't bear fruit. So from the call of Moses at the burning bush to spreading manure, what in the world are you going to do with that, preacher? You know, sometimes we need some direction. We need some direction to turn around and take off our shoes. We need some direction, maybe like an air traffic controller or a choir director. We need to know when to come in and when to stop, and I really need that. We, we, we need to know what to do. We need somebody to guide us, you know, and as I reflect upon... Uh, our pastor Malcolm Lunsford's life and a couple of stories that we heard. One was in the nursing home not terribly long ago and a pastor came to visit him and they said, well, oh, Malcolm's over there with like 13 women. He was like, what? Well, sure enough, you go over there and you have to understand that, that Malcolm Lunsford was a tenor and directed a choir before he was called to be a pastor. He was already in ministry, sang tenor, directed a choir. What was he doing? He was directing a choir of 13 women at age you know, 90, give or take, in the nursing home. He was giving them direction to turn around or to come in and all those things. The other description was, came from his son about the way that his dad would direct particularly the hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Now, if you grew up at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Frankfurt, you knew that Malcolm's favorite hymn was a certain version of All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. He didn't just love to have it sung. He loved to direct it. And his son described it something like this. When dad would direct it, I mean, he would get excited and his arms would be flying and you'd think he was going to be an air traffic controller in Delta had to stop their flights when dad was directing the song because the planes would would try to take off or land at dad's direction of, of all hell the power of Jesus name because he just he was just going to fly away this of course sometimes we need something to get our attention we need events to get our attention that seems to be a connecting thread between this most holy of encounters of Moses, something needed to get his attention because the oppression of the Israelites had already gotten God's attention. So God needed to get Moses' attention because the cries of being oppressed, the cries of suffering, the cries of being under the thumb of Pharaoh had reached heaven's throne and God's attention had been gotten. God had seen and he needed Moses to see. 
So there's the bush that's not consumed, the burning bush, the voice of God, God giving the name of God, God calling Moses, Moses, turn around and take off your shoes. Things aren't right in the world, and I have something for you to do. You're going to be the liberator. You're going to be the one to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. This is not right. There's a world that needs to turn around, a king's heart that needs to turn around, and a people that need to be set free. Moses, turn around and take off your shoes. Prayers have reached me. It's gotten my attention. Now I'm going to get yours. Turn around. Jesus tells a couple of stories, gives some examples in the gospel reading we had today, and and he talks about some events that likely happened then and the kind of things that cause us to ponder now. One is, is, an, is one that certain would have stirred up all kinds of antagonistic feelings. Those, those people that were in the temple and their sacrifices, their blood was mixed with the sacrifices and Pilate had apparently sent in mercenaries, soldiers, to mix the blood of worshipers with the blood of sacrifices in the most holy temple. I mean, you talk about a story that would have stirred up all kinds of antagonism, right? That would have stirred up who's out and who's in and who's good and who's bad and who's right and who's wrong. But Jesus doesn't seem to feed into that self-righteous anger. He just says, Take it as a sign to turn around, to repent, to live differently. Things aren't right in the world. We're not so much looking for causation as we're looking for response. You hear that again. How often do we in our lives and in the world, we look for causation. We want cause and effect. Why are things this way? Why did this happen? Why did this go on? We look for cause and effect. We want explanation. And Jesus says, how about response of instead of trying to figure out that which you can't and we can't, how about we do what we can and pay more attention to the person of God and the ways of God, the ways of Jesus, and turn around. Do you think that you're any better off or any more, were they more sinners than you? How about we all just repent? How about we all just turn around? And then he tells a story of of tragic natural occurrences, the Tower of Siloam falling, and 18 people were killed tragically without explanation. And how often do we try to have explanations for things, right? The Tower of Siloam fell. A piece of wood falls from a building, hits one on the head. We want explanations. We want to figure it out. Like, why did that happen? We, we even playfully play with this aberrant theology. I, I sometimes, maybe on the, on the golf course, Alan, have you ever gotten a good bounce of the ball and you can jokingly think or say, hey, it must be good living, we, right? We, 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 we say things like that. And then, but then on the other side of that, it may not be as innocent or as playful as on the golf course. We may do to ourselves, first off, Something bad happens, and we go, oh, what did I do? Huh? What did I do? That's the individual side of we heap shame upon ourselves. Jesus seems to be trying to extricate us from this shame game. 
and deliver us to just turn around game. Just turn around. Just use everything in life, no matter what it comes, instead of trying to explain it or figure out, is there a direct cause and effect? Because then you start sounding like Job's friends that are giving him bad counsel. Come on, Job, you know you did wrong. Just confess and it'll all be right. Job, you know it's your fault. There has to be a cause for your suffering. Job says, I don't think it's working that way. We want to play the shame game with ourselves, and then we want to play the shame and blame game with others. And oh, the chaos that ensues. We see suffering in the world. Oh, it must be because they sinned. It must be because they're not like us. It must be because they're not part of our group or our in-group or our particular way of seeing religion or our particular way of seeing Christianity or our particular way of seeing Baptist Christianity. I mean, it must be because they don't have things right or they've done something wrong. Don't we do that? Hmm? And we seek to apply some explanation for when bad things happen. And Jesus seems to say, use it as a cause to turn to God. It's not about shaming ourselves or blaming others, but rather an occurrence to say that the end-all be-all is to be a bit more like Moses. Hey, turn around and notice what's going on. Turn around and notice the presence of God. Turn around and notice the suffering in the world and seek to join God as we turn, as we repent. We do a number on ourselves and we create chaos in the world when we either shame ourselves or blame the world or blame others. It doesn't take much imagination or explanation to see all the ways in which that has played itself out in the world, right? I mean, it gets really ugly. And the comments that come from people's mouths and, and even the, sometimes the, the preachers with the platform, when bad things will happen, will say the most heinous of things trying to ascribe blame and explanation for why things are happening. And I, for one, just... Well, some days I weep, some days I'm really angry when I hear those things. Jesus says, this is cause to repent. So what about in our world? I mean, here we are. We're weary. Maybe the pandemic is becoming endemic, and yet there's word of another variant, and we're exhausted, and people are divided. We've talked about this a lot. It's just the way of the world right now. People are divided over the pandemic, and they've been divided over masks, and they've been divided over vaccines, and they've been divided over what you can teach in school and what you can't, and divided over race and teaching the truth about, about things in the history of our country and, and wanting to hide and cover up things rather than just acknowledge things so that we have an opportunity opportunity to turn around and we're divided 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 and then throw on top of that the the prospect of what is happening in Ukraine and and we want explanations we want cause and effect and we want to blame somebody and we want to be mad at somebody and it seems that at least in today's readings it's turn around it's seek 
God while he may be found. Come all who are thirsty, come all who are weak, seek God in his holy love and mercy and compassion while God may be found that we may be surrounded by his presence, grow in his ways and follow after the way of Jesus. Turn around. When some of us, most of us, when we were young, we, we did fire drills in school and we learned stop, drop, and roll, right? And so this morning, instead of stop, drop, and roll, when, when there's occurrences in the world, I was, let's, let's turn from waywardness, turn from sin, turn towards God, and turn because God is merciful, compassionate, and loving. Turn from sin. So when things are going on in the world and we're overwhelmed, like Jesus says, just repent. You're, you're not any different than, than those who experience tragedy. We're all in a vulnerable human condition. Just turn to God. Turn to God not to blame. Turn to God not to anger. Turn to God not to finger pointing. Turn to God not to shaming self or blaming others. Turn to God. Turn from sin, turn from selfishness, turn from anger, turn from bitterness, turn from from worry, turn from and turn to God because God is good and loving. And that's where we get this strange little story about fig tree and some manure thrown around it. We have a tendency to be maybe like the approach of, well, that tree is not born fruit for three years. It's just taken up space. I mean, how much compassion should we show that person? Hmm? How long should we forbear? How long should we forgive? How long should we hang in there? How long should we continue to believe the best? It's just taking up space. And the gardener says, hang on, one more year. One more year, let's, let's put some fertilizer, let's throw some manure down, some compost. I mean, after all, I mean, humans and hummus, I mean, somewhere, maybe, maybe something good will come of this thing. One more year. God's forbearance, God's patient suffering, God not wanting any to perish, God who is more patiently loving than we can imagine. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. God, who, who does not see, treat sin as we see it, he cast our sin as far as the east is from the west and remembers it no more. But bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Scatter a little stuff around it. How many of our stories, our faith stories, our life stories, we are where we are because God in His infinite mercy through the person of Jesus and the agency of the Holy Spirit had a little more patience with us. And some people in our lives scattered a little more stuff around us that we might grow. How many of our stories are because somebody had a little more patience with us? 
How many stories do we know of somebody whose life was because somebody experienced a bit more patience and a bit more love and a bit more steadfast love? Maybe the story of somebody that's been trafficked and homeless and they can say, because somebody remembered my name, scattered a little stuff around and had patience to withstand all that it took to walk with somebody through some brokenness and healing. The thing about parables is that they apply in all kinds of ways. Some days, some days you and I are the fig tree, aren't we? We need a little more patience and we need somebody to come along and spread, spread that life-giving, that life-giving manure of grace and steadfast love and mercy. Some days we're that fig tree. Some days we may be the gardener and somebody else is the fig tree and we're, we're the spreader of that fertilizer. The giver of that space and patience. Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we have a God whose love overflows. A friend of mine wrote some lyrics to that effect. Oh, Lord, if you had the patience for me, then surely your love must overflow. If you had the patience for me, then surely your love must overflow. Well, now we're back to humility and hummus in the ground. And with that, the fig tree, it just may bear fruit. Give it some time. Let's pray. Oh, eternal and loving God, your love indeed overflows. May we receive the rich fertilizer of your steadfast love and mercy. And may we freely give it as well. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. We invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 930 in Ottawa, Kansas. You can find more information about our church at www.fbcottawa.org.